0: to Disney Animation Minute Essentials, where we are going through Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, one minute at a time. I'm Kestra Dorowski.
1: And I'm Andrew Dorowski.
0: And today we are joined by Joseph Dorowski from the Protagonist Podcast. Welcome.
1: Thank you for having me on.
0: Today we are covering Minute 36, which begins with Doc saying, well, while they're looking over a sleeping Snow White... And it ends with the dwarves' noses popping um, over the foot of the bed.
1: One at a time. One Let at it.
0: a time, yes. Hop, 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 hop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And there is a bit of Mickey Mousing in that moment. I was going to mention moment. that. Yes. Yeah.
1: No. We're using that term now. As you should. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Yes. So welcome, Joseph. Joseph is my brother. Yes. And I am the producer on the Protagonist podcast, which. Joseph and his friend Todd host. Todd will be on in a couple of weeks. Yes, so we knew each other before we were doing that podcast. <laughs> yes, uh, for for so. a little while. <laughs> yeah. uh, but we've been working on that podcast for a couple of years, and I am very happy to be a guest on your podcast, Andrew and Kestra. Yes, thank you. Um, Joseph and I had pondered a number of times about what it would take to do one of these minute-by-minute podcasts, specifically for Marvel movies is yes. what we had always talked about, um, Iron Man and and the whole Avengers, the Avengers franchise. Shooters, yeah. Instead of the X-Men, which I think we both prefer X-Men to the Avengers comics anyway. Uh, as comic book characters, yes. As film franchises, no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then I met and married Kestra, who is a Disney person, and so that is the Minute by Minute movie, movies by Minute <laughs> podcast <laughs> that ended up being made. Um, first, but maybe one day, maybe one day when time just presents itself free flowing from the sky to us. (laughs) Well, shall we talk some about these dwarfs?
0: Yeah, sure.
1: All right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So my first question. So they're all looking at Sleeping Snow White, and it may have been, I think in the previous minute, one of them said, like, what is it? I think they're for It's curious. part of this minute. Is it part of this minute? Yeah. Happy asks. Happy asks, what is it? And Doc says, it's a girl. Now, what life experience does Doc have, and what life experiences <laughs> do the other dwarves all lack?
0: We have, we have mentioned <laughs> We've this, discussed this before. Um, what and, their
1: conditions are and, and, in relation to the rest of the world. The outside world. And civilization and society.
0: And I think... and. For the most part, we've basically said we feel like Grumpy probably has more of an experience outside of mining every day mm-hmm. or however many days they mine mm-hmm. a week. And it does show in this minute that he seems to, to have a bit of, um, uh, an opinion on <laughs> woman and the outside world and other things like that. And it also goes in throughout the rest of the week, too, when but, they discuss other things.
1: But I, So it seems like Doc and Grumpy know, seems to, know, seem to know what females are. <laughs> yes. Um, but the others do not. But, uh, what was it, Bashful and Sneezy are able to determine that she's pretty.
0: And, and beautiful, like a... Lichen- like, like an angel. angel.
1: Yes. So they know um, angels. She's- and they know <laughs> beauty, but they don't know girls, girls. or women or females. Okay. Yeah. I guess I, I want to take one step back. This is to a previous minute. So you, you've already done the high ho mining scene, right? Yes. Which, what seems there like is- a very fruitful mine, right? There's lots of... Yes. It's, it's and it's they
0: toss the ones that don't sound, sound good. Right.
1: <laughs> um, the economy of this, you know, who, to whom are they taking these jewels after okay. they've been mined?
0: <laughs> Do you want to explain? Because- I a theory.
1: <laughs> All right, because... I, I think I'm going to assume so, Doc and Grumpy must be the ones who have a middle man or go into town or something. Or something. Yeah. Because they, they're they not growing all their own food and they are supplied with food somehow. Yeah, um,
0: well, We we have discussed this. Okay. Yes. We, the, there have been several that our, um, thoughts that have uh, come yes. from these things. <laughs> that was, that was our
1: week with uh, Norman and Cassandra from Lord of the Rings Minute. Oh, okay. And you know both of them. Yes. Uh, and it, it was a good minute because dwarves. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh... So we established a theory where, one, they are cursed to do this perpetually. Okay. Uh Two, there is a monster that oh. echoes back the words of the song. Or not the words of the song, necessarily. Um Or, well, it doesn't echo what they say. It echoes right. other words. <laughs> it, yeah. um, it completes the song. <laughs> and I have a theory that this monster's name is Vault. Okay. It so. lives in the... Storeroom that is marked vault, <laughs> which they lock from the outside. I accept that. Is um, it and, the and they right there? F- they feed it gems. Okay. And so <laughs> the mine is, this isn't really about the economy of the kingdom. This is about feeding yeah. the monster that has cursed them to continually feed it. Uh, yes. But- they are cursed. Well, no, we, we, our other theory is that they were cursed by the queen oh, to do okay. it. Um, and um, that is the fate that the huntsman is avoiding when he agrees to kill Snow White. Um. This is a lot of layers that I... These, I these we, theories we,
0: we do, are this, a little out there, but... <laughs> I
1: do like The Monster Named Vault. It's, yeah. it's
0: fun to talk about, though I don't really think that when they were creating this movie they were thinking <laughs> that there was going to be a monster named Vault or any curses really involved. Well, I guess, uh, I mean... There's not much. The curse
1: can go beyond just feeding it. They are also providing the monster entertainment by doing the call-and-response-style singing that uh-huh. they do. Uh, in which the dwarves are doing the classic call and the monster doesn't Um, respond. We have an additional theory, or I do, that um, the gems that aren't good enough, Mm -hmm. um, for whatever reason, they they don't sound right, because Doc (laughs) taps them with a hammer and and they sound clunk, 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 is is the (laughs) ones that get tossed away. Uh, My theory is that at the bottom of that cliff, where where Dopey drops them, is the kingdom of Hyrule, <laughs> and they just land in the grass. And you play the Zelda games and collect them. All right, another theory: if these jewels are being used to feed the monster, the ones that don't sound right are rotten flavor wise. Yes, probably, okay, yeah, yeah. There's there's a reason only the twenty and fifty carat and up. They, they taste sweeter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they they toss them into the into vaults vault, <laughs> and they lock it at okay. night. So he doesn't get out, and they keep him happy and keep things safe for the kingdom. Well, I'm sorry for any listeners who just had to retread that, but I really enjoy that theory. <laughs> I haven't had a chance to hear it yet, because we're recording this before those ones get released. But th- I love those theories. I love yeah, it, I think it gets flushed out a little better with, okay. with Norman and Cassandra. All right. Uh, but so, so go, yeah, circling back, Doc and Grumpy seem to know what women are, right? Yes. For whatever reason. And the others are oblivious, but... No, women are beautiful. At mm-hmm. least two of them. And also angels.
0: However... Exist
1: I, and are beautiful.
0: I, I just thought of this. One of our guests, was it uh, Was it Jerry, um, who told us to keep an eye out it, about it, for Dopey? The, for the theory
1: that Dopey was a female dwarf. A bald female dwarf. Yes. I, yeah. I um, mean, all the others have facial hair. Right? Yeah. Yes. So there's, there's a like The lack of facial hair, um, the the more fluid movements. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's definitely like a grace to, uh, I, to do with the, the other... I, I was hesitant to say grace because but, I mean, it's his clumsiness. A, well, fluid. Yeah, but a, like a the animation. In, and grace to the animation mm-hmm. of clumsiness. Yeah. <laughs> and doesn't he also have spectacular eyelashes? But that's not totally well, unique to yeah, him. Yeah, okay. and, that one's and not, a bunch okay. of
0: the... Bashful especially has mm,
1: right.
0: a bunch of eyelashes. Okay. And I think most of the dwarves do, too.
1: Yeah. At least when you s-
0: zoom in on them. Yeah. Okay. But...
1: Well, I was gonna say. So Doc clearly has some experience in the outside world. Grumpy also had some sort of negative experience in the outside world because he is one misogynistic dwarf. Okay, he
0: is grumpy. (laughs) Yes, so he kind of thinks everything is awful and wrong.
1: It's possible, Doc. His experience is all book learning. That's true. Um, Whereas Grumpy's does seem to be personal experience, and he he has a well, everything feels personal for Grumpy, right? Everything is personal to Grumpy. But uh, so some of the quotes that he gives about women. Uh that they, they're poison. Female All are...
0: females is poison. Yes.
1: <laughs> it was a like Paisen almost. It's it's a a, I, I did not know he was saying poison the first time I heard. So <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, we tell. turned on the closed caption to make sure that's what that word was supposed to be. Some
0: thi- of the way some of the things he says is very hard to understand it's or um make sense of
1: he also says all women is filled with evil wiles. Wicked wiles. Wicked wiles. Okay. At, at, to which someone else asks, What's what are wiles? And Grumpy says, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. know, but I'm a ginnum. Yes. Yeah, so he is he's had some experience with with the female gender and or, he uh, he has not reacted well. He I mean, it's possible I mean he okay, there's definitely um a level of personal experience to Grumpy's attitude that is not present in docs. But it's possible for Grumpy that, like, he was hanging out with someone who constantly complained about women. Right. Which is why his experience seems to have some gaps. So he's given this lens of, of negativity towards women. Uh, yes.
0: So my question to you guys, as I am the only female in this recording, um, do you agree with Grumpy?
1: Yes, of course. No, <laughs>
0: <laughs> sweetheart.
1: <laughs> I love you. Yeah. My note that I wrote directly on my notepad, and you could read this. It says, "Whoa, slow the misogyny, Grumpy." That is what I wrote down. Yeah, it's it's thick. Yes, I had. Not, so I have not seen Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs in years. In part, I know this is a question you ask your listener, or your guest, because I find her voice so annoying. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, for me, that one falls in the annoying category. So I had not seen the whole film, probably since I was a child, and only snippets. And I did not remember, like, I was watching these minutes you sent me, and he said, watch these minutes. And I was like, whoa, grumpy. It's It's really (laughs) rough. Really rough on uh, on women here. Um, We also established with our other brother, John, who was on a few weeks ago, um, we didn't have a VHS copy of Snow White and Seven Dwarfs. No, I don't think we did. So it wasn't part of our frequent viewing. Yeah. Did you guys have any other notes before? I've got a couple other topics. but Um, yes. I've got a few.
0: Shh. So Snow White wake, wakes up mm-hmm. and she asks, I wonder if the children and then she sees their eyes <laughs> and then she screams oh and covers herself yes, with the that blanket. Was, that was my
1: only other note. But she
0: is not in the nightgown. Yeah. Yeah, she's, she's in her dress. dressed.
1: Yeah, fully dressed. But, at the same time this is a whole set of eyes on you as you wake up. I think it's a natural inclination to grab and cover yourself. Though it does it does, it made me think about like the odd power dynamic and who is the transgressor in this situation. Mm-hmm. Because she has, you know, moved into their house <laughs> while they were away at work. But suddenly she feels um, a sense of like violation, violation. Uh-huh. as they've infiltrated her sleeping space. Yeah, and I completely understand that move. Again, you're waking up and there's a seven eye she also or, or seven sets of eyes. doesn't know how close they came to killing her. Yes, they were they were Poised with pickaxes and, and other clubs. clubs, yes, and they were ready to bludgeon her. Uh, mm-hmm. That was uh, would and that be the last? Yes. Was that and and, and of of if she had manner. been
0: dopey, running out of the house, she would have been poked at by long stakes yeah. that were trying when, to when be Dopey the ran out lover. of the
1: house. Last week, um, they they bashed him. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. he was the monster. So. He,
0: he was covered in a bu- bunch of pots and pans. In a
1: barrel. Right. But, I mean, even this is also this weird dynamic here where they're, like, threatened by her and about to... To uh, attack her, mm-hmm. uh, and then they're scared of her and they hide, and you get a row of dwarf butts on screen, <laughs> yeah. uh, and... oddly defined butts <laughs> yes. of yeah. dwarfs. Which the I animators took know. some special care in yes. defining <laughs> yes. those dwarf butts, mm-hmm. and, and then uh, she's scared of them and panics and cowers and covers herself up. Mm-hmm. And, and then we start to have this, you know, misogynist uh, discourse from from Grumpy about how evil women are. One second. I just realized as we were talking about Dopey running out, I should have realized this last week. Um, he has a barrel around him and the pots and pans. That's reminiscent of some of the elements of earlier designs of the dwarfs that are in your book.
0: You're right. Yeah.
1: If you pull out that that same page, you'll see at least one of them wearing a barrel, one of them with a with a tea kettle on its head, um, yeah. and things like that. Is like that all checks out with um with his his monster run. Okay, I, I, as I was doing this, I actually just realized one thing. Uh, going back to your theory of them being cursed, Grumpy was the point person when they were being cursed, and his only experience with women is the evil queen. That's why he's so that, has, has all these assumptions about women. That could work. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I'm trying just to find- adding a layer yeah, uh, and its the... backstory. Who drew those early designs?
0: Hmm. It does not say for these ones Okay. with the barrels, but Ferdinand Horvath did the other ones
1: that... A lot of those elements did make it in.
0: Yes. Like the long cloak for Dopey. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Oh, yep. That's
1: a man in a barrel. And, okay, what is Dopey doing in there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, those are some weird... Uh, yes. Listeners, this is one of the only times we actually have all of our people in one room, so we got to show Joseph the, the things we're talking
0: about. And again, that is from the book Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, A Creation of a Classic.
1: Mm-hmm. Otherwise known as This Show's Bible. Yes. yes. <laughs> it's frequently referenced and, and um, always...
0: Unfortunately, on... it has not been referenced last... It was referenced once last week. Oh. And has it does not play any part this week. Well, I'm glad oh, we good.
1: got it in. Yeah. Uh, but you always have it either in your lap or next to you <laughs> yes. when we're recording. Yes. Um, it's a, it's a great book. Um, that was the last note I had. So, Joseph, you've got a, a bit more, or do you have I, more, questions? I faster?
0: have, I have another note. Okay. And this goes back to the, the, the dwarves as they're crouching uh, by the bed as she's waking up, and you see their butts and everything. Dopey... These aren't
1: exposed butts. They're, they're just wearing gorgeous. leggings. <laughs> and so all their curves are, are presented.
0: Right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And Dopey tries and gets in, and he does, in the middle. Yet when they go back and Snow White sees them, he's, he's on, on the, the edge.
1: side. Right. And I noticed that, too, that he jumps over. And I
0: was like, why?
1: why? Just, just one bad continuity <laughs> cut. Well, and then um, later on this week when, like, we see the, the dwarf stand up, and Doc is not on the end, but it always feels like he's at the very edge Whenever it cuts to him in a close up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, I, for a long time, was like, why does he keep gesturing to that empty space to his side? It was like, oh, right, sleepy and, um. And, and. Bashful. I, I have I it,
0: it. I have it written down. It's bashful and sleepy.
1: Bashful and sleepy are on that side of Doc, and I kept forgetting because it somehow feels like he's at the other edge. Yes. Um, was this mentioned when uh I guess it would have been uh Lord of the Rings minute uh people, Norman and Cassandra, right? Mm-hmm. Uh did they mention Doc's glasses? Uh I don't think we talked what about What functionality much. do they have? Because they are not aligned with his eyes. <laughs> I think he looks through them, I think, to inspect diamonds. But when, uh, like in th- but in then these again, scenes, that's sound-based inspection. And,
0: still, and, and he, he uses a, a
1: loop. Because they they float to the outer edge of his eyes. Like, they're not in front of his actual eyes. So is there any functionality to those? Or is it just the classic, I want to look intelligent?
0: I'm thinking it's probably the classic, I want to look intelligent. Maybe they thought I, he was I going to... I want to
1: feel like Doc is in that vein. Maybe... <laughs> He's not Vanity Smurf. No, wait, well, wrong, no, wrong no. franchise. No,
0: I mean, like, the animators wanted that. Yeah. Yes. Not, it, sp- it, not that for the It was pers- the, the shorthand
1: for yeah. um, intellectual. I don't think right. they
0: were probably thinking, yeah, he has bad eyes, and we'll focus on that.
1: On that note, I actually looked up in curiosity, like, the, where did the stereotype of glasses where, where the marking arc- intelligence came from? And it goes back to medieval times, where, um, essentially, glasses weren't a sign of wealth or anything. It was a sign that you did work that required very precise vision. So you were a doctor or a craftsman that needed very good vision and which meant you were a little more educated. Uh, and so glasses, it would have been common for, um, monks and monasteries that were transcribing. (laughs) Yeah, uh, so this is coming uh, from an article called A Relic of Medieval History Explains Why Glasses Make People Look Smart by Chris Weller. Uh, and it says, Glasses signaled that you ne- needed your eyesight more than other people. If you had glasses, it was because you were counted among the select few whose jobs required the ability to see fine details. Uh, and it says there's like the first portrait uh of a venetian man with wearing glasses uh, as far as we know the first portrait of anyone uh you know surviving portrait of anyone wearing glasses is from 1610 and it's believed kind of before then uh it was kind of had a negative negative stigma but it takes a turn in the uh In the 1600s towards meaning intelligence, and uh, now they're so common, like, I've, this article says, like, well more than half of Americans wear glasses, but uh, but it still is used in pop culture. Uh, you know, that stereotype is perpetuated, that glasses are a signal of intelligence. Right. 1600s would have been heading into or out of the Renaissance uh, Italian Renaissance. Uh, I mean, 1500s is when the Renaissance is really kicking off, I want to say. Yeah. So it would have been getting out of it where they were now depicting glasses um, on people. So so they may have uh, avoided depicting people wearing glasses because of that negative stereotype up to that point. Yeah, I, I would guess. Let's see. Hold on. I'm just going to double check this before. Early Renaissance is considered... Well, the high renaissance is kind of early 1500s. Okay. Uh, so. So that that portrait you're talking about would have been breaking towards the end of it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I just, well, okay, I'll say that for another minute. I okay. Think we're probably... um,
0: the last thing I wanted to say, and I can't find the animator about it, but the, I've mentioned the $5 gag before where Walt mm-hmm. paid um, someone $5. Dollars for making a moment where he laughed and thought it was funny.
1: Yeah, which um, um, we learned is about seventy bucks today.
0: Yes, um, the when I look around, like on at articles and in my book and um, and things like that, the main scene or the main moment uh, that they talk about it being a five dollar gag is the noses popping up over the foot of the bed. Okay. So I don't know if that's like the original five dollar gag, or if that's just the most known for it. I,
1: I wish we had a catalog of all the specific five dollar gags. <laughs> then we could really get a sense of Walt's sense of humor. Yeah, yes. like we'd we'd actually really learn something about him. Uh huh.
0: I don't think they kept a record of that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Talking about the animators real quick have you Have you talked about the nine old men? Uh, yes, yes, that came up a little bit a few weeks ago. Yeah. Like, the, the, just there, and most of them were starting out right around the time of Snow White with Disney, and their influence on modern animation today is just astounding. When you start to track, like, just the, the genealogy, <laughs> like, it was, of, like, who worked with whom. These, those nine men were so influential. One of my favorites that I found out when I was just looking up a little bit before coming on here, Brad Bird, uh, famous animation director, director of The Incredibles, directed, yeah. uh, Iron Giant. He, he's, he's essentially one of the, quintessential founders of Pixar. Yeah. He sent a, his, uh, a test animation that he did when he was 13 years old to one of the nine old men. And they were so impressed with it that they mentored him. Okay. Uh, coming, coming up. So, I mean, a lot of them. like I saw on a mental floss article about the, uh, the nine old men, uh, as they referred to that said, like the, one of the designers for frozen worked for someone who worked for someone who was trained by one of the nine old men. So like it, it's, it's for some of them, it's Which several generations, down. but for Brad Bird, it was like one, one to one. Yeah. Um, it's I I love thinking about the the history that was happening as they were making this being the first full length animated feature, um, kind of the first dramatic animated feature of any real note, um, in a lot of ways, especially for for the Disney studios they were you know entirely slapstick comedy mm-hmm. um, short cartoons, and it, it, like the change that happened to the industry afterwards. Yeah, um, I think is really really fascinating and trying to track down the the hard facts of it is is nice but i also love trying to imagine um just the the things that people were inspired by from it yeah
0: yeah that's all i have for this minute
1: i i'm good for this minute okay then we'll wrap it up today and we'll be back tomorrow but if you want to hear more of joseph what can they do you could go subscribe to The Protagonist Podcast or just visit protagonistpodcast.com. That is a podcast where each week we talk about a great character in a great story, and it's pretty eclectic. Um, one week we might be talking about a Shakespeare adaptation. Uh, the next week we might be talking about a Hulk comic book. Yes, but it's really good, and uh, I'm really proud to have worked on it the whole time, and I know Joseph and Todd are really proud to have developed it and and brought it to what it is and actually had it come out weekly for over two years now yeah we have not <laughs> missed as as hard as that is to believe uh, but it's not a daily podcast you guys are tackling that right now so, yeah, so i wish that's, you so was a little different um, <laughs>
0: but if you are at our website then it's yeah. at the same <laughs>
1: it's the same thing protagonistpodcastcom slash dame is our page so uh, as part just... of the protagonist podcast website in general.
0: So just look through all of, all of yeah, that gla- website.
1: Glance at the other links. <laughs> especially the support link. <laughs> um, but you can also subscribe to our feed. Share us with your friends. Please share us with your friends. We know you have that Disney friend who just wants this knowledge. Uh, Kestra, when, whenever I mention that, Kestra points to herself because she <laughs> is that Disney I, friend I, to I a lot of that people. I Disney fan. Uh, but yeah, share us with that Disney fan in your life. Uh, and then share it with someone who's not <laughs> but most of all come back tomorrow for another minute of Snow White and Seven Dwarfs but until then, just whistle while you work